Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston is joined by Wayne Shepard to talk about how to parent your teen with conviction and compassion. You know what? People ask me all the time, well, how are your kids during high school? And I go, you know, I probably didn't do as good a job as I should. I did better. I did a better job with other people's kids than I did with my own kids. Uh-huh. And it showed up when they went off to college. Mm-hmm. I mean, my daughter wrestled with an eating disorder. Uh, she cheered at Baylor. My son drank like a fish. And, you know, and, and uh, there were just some things. I was so involved doing other things that I was really not as intentional as I should have been with my own family. And so because I realized that, I became almost a student of learning from all these other parents and saying, okay, how do we do this? And I, and I thought, you know, it, parenting is not for the weak at heart. Hmm. It's, it's got to be very intentional these days. And, the, you know, the greatest challenge in parenting teens is remaining, and this is a word I would use, relationally connected while training your child for the world to come while holding true to the standards and convictions that you believe in. And it just doesn't happen. It's got to be done with intentionality and purpose on the stage of understanding and compassion. It just can't be because I want to do it. It's got to be with a sense of understanding. You must know what is happening in your teen's world and not operate out of fear, but out of a deep conviction that you have a role to play in the life of your teen. <laughs> Don't be like me when I was in, during my kid's teen years, because I was absent doing the work of living with 60 kids, and it was consuming. And, and what I have just found is that I should have been, as I look back, more compassionate, been more intentional, and probably had a better conviction of what my role was with my own kids rather than all these other kids. But by God's grace, your kids turned out just fine. Oh, and despite great. your failure, isn't, oh. isn't that all of our stories, right? Well, by yeah. God's grace. So, That's right. Mark, do you find in any way that parents are almost afraid of having convictions or expressing <laughs> convictions? I think, they, I think they are because they feel like they have to do it in an angry way or they have to get mad, or they have to have a fight or an argument. And I go, you know what? You don't have to compromise your convictions to be compassionate. Okay. I deal with kids. Just think of any kids from any kind of background, you know, in any kind of lifestyle they want. I deal with all those yeah, kids. Yeah, you've seen it all, haven't well, you? Well, yeah, and, and there's a part of it I go, I can still love them with the love of the Lord. We always say that, but I can love them unconditionally. You know, saying, well, I can love you whether no matter what your choices are, what whatever you're doing, those things— that is a greater way of changing the life of a child than to convict them of, of, of something or be judgmental upon them. And so I've got to leave that behind. And I think parents operate more out of fear than they do out of a confidence that, that they can really do this. And so that's why I tell parents, you can do it. I mean, the power that you have is that you're a child of the king. I mean, you have God's wisdom bubbling around in your heart that you can share. And because you bore this child or adopted this child, you were with this child, you you have the opportunity to allow your life to be significantly uh, inspected and involved in, in, in your child's life. And so I'm going, so you can do that with a sense that 
I can still love you. I can be compassionate. It's, you know, a gentle answer turns away wrath. I don't have to be mad all the time. They're not mutually exclusive. Yeah, but I, but I tell people, you got to create your boundaries. That's good. You, you got to stick with your convictions. You don't have to give up all your convictions just because you're having a conversation with somebody else. And your beliefs and values are important to keeping your family grounded and purposeful. You have to know that you got to hold on to that. Now, I flex those in situations and I bend them, but I never violate them. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm with the child, there's times that I will say, no, you're not going to do that. Then there's other times I leave it alone. And most of my life is in between those two points that I've got to be uh, sensitive to what a child is going through and say, you know, it's okay for me to lose this battle because I want to win the war. But having a conviction means setting a boundary. That, that's right. And that's teens right. are going to challenge that boundary. That's right. I, I believe that it's not good for people to look at pictures of anything sexual. So the boundary in my home is that there's not going to be any movies or anything that, that are shown that are sexual in nature. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, and so that's a boundary because I'm convicted of, of something, not, not in a conviction that I'm guilty. It's because I'm convicted. That I believe this to be true, but kids will break through that. And what happens when they do? Well, when this happens, you have a choice how to respond. You can either get mad at them and yell and scream, or you can compassionately move toward them and, and, and still have a consequence for that. You know, I'm, I'm going to poke your eyes out. Or, no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, 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 Please, no. please, please send all those responses <laughs> to, to, to Mark, <laughs> to Wayne Shepherd. you know. But I'm going, I'm joking about that, but I'm going to handle it lightly. I'm not, I'm not going to go in and kick in the TV and yell and scream that this is what you're doing, hmm. but I'm just going to go in and go, hey, this isn't what we said we're going to do here. I can, I'm going to back up. I don't have to go in with an iron fist. I can go in with a sense of compassion and still hold to the consequence. I'm sorry, we've, we've lost direct TV. We've lost cable for a year because of this, and I can smile so I keep the relationship, and a child still feels the consequence, and let that consequence have its full effect. But I'm sure you've seen parents, when confronted with a teen who goes outside the boundaries, they change their conviction. Oh, they, they, they back off. They really do. They go, I'm going to leave that alone. And that's the wrong thing to do. Well, you're not giving your child any direction then. I mean, you're just saying, you're saying that you're going to let your child make decisions about their life and just do it on their own. Hmm. And and at some point, you have to say, I'm I'm a parent for a reason. I'm here because... My child needs me. You know, I, it's like I, I, I really want to do to them what God has done to me. You know, man plans his steps, but God directs his path. Well, you know what? A teen plans his steps, but parents need to direct their path. And it's saying, I want you to operate within these boundaries. And those boundaries are usually my convictions. It's like this. I build fences around the property here at Heartlight. We have livestock. We have horses and, and we'll even give some of those horses away if people get a hold of us. I mean, we have so many horses. but And what we do is we build the fences. And so it's my job to make sure that the fences are sturdy. So I get the opportunity occasionally to get on a horse and just walk, you know, the miles of fence that we have and just make sure it's okay. Make note, mark it, and say we need to strengthen it here. Mm-hmm. And then within those boundaries, I look at those horses and I say, guys— you can do whatever you want inside these fences. That's great illustration. And so what it means is I I have to set those boundaries because I know those boundaries are going to protect those horses. It's going to keep other things from getting to them. It's going to keep them in line. And as long as you're there, you're going to you're going to live a great life. And so it's it's 
it's almost transferring that to our kids as well, that these boundaries are convictions that are based to get you to a good place and to keep you from where you don't want to end up. It's not just because I'm convinced and this is what I believe. Kids don't do that anymore. I wish they did. It would be easier. It'd be a lot (laughs) easier. But they they just don't feel that way. But our point is you can do this with compassion. So let's talk about what that compassion looks like. Well, you know, empathy with your teen situation. I mean, I think... I think people miss a, a child's heart when they see them making poor choices or doing things wrong or are not saying the right things or not acting the right way. We immediately jump to the conclusion that I need to correct that child rather than saying, you know what, I need to listen to that child more and understand what they're trying to tell me through their actions. Feelings that aren't spoken out will be acted out. And so if I see the actions and I'm not hearing the words, then I need to dig a little bit deeper. So I've got to be compassionate. And I think the other thing is let the consequence stand. If if we say that this is the rule and I'm convinced of it— Don't give in. Don't give in. I mean, just but that's not being compassionate. Well, it, it it it's helping a child, yeah. And in one sense, I really am thinking of them. Okay, I'm All not right. thinking of myself. I'm helping them. These horses don't know that. I mean, they don't know that a fence is there to protect them. They don't know that it keeps out other animals. They don't know that they'll live a good life, but they do. Yeah. And so it's my job as a parent. You know, I know what those boundaries are going to do. So I, 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 I let the consequence stand. I listen to their story. I communicate that I love them. I offer grace. But I don't get angry if they don't agree with me. And even if they get mad at me, I'm not going to let them stir me up. I am going to continue to love them through it. If you're a parent of a teen, you know that today's teenagers live in a different world than the one you were raised in. That means your style of parenting needs to be very different too. Too many parents parent their teens with principles that come across as authoritarian or judgmental, and such styles just aren't effective anymore. There is a better way, one that helps parents and their teens thrive together in today's culture. In the nine-week video course, Tough Guys and Drama Queens, Mark Gregston will give you a new vision of the sort of role they could play in the life of their teens and help them understand the world through the eyes of their children. This course comes with a facilitator's book, a copy of Mark's Tough Guys and Drama Queens book, and a participant's guide. There's even questions at the end of each lesson to help provoke discussion in case you want to go through the course with your friends, neighbors, or church group. You can order the Tough Guys and Drama Queens curriculum series by visiting ParentingTeenResources.com. Well, in the time remaining, let's talk more about how to parent with conviction and compassion. This really does build a healthy relationship with it, our teen. It really does. You know, you can move toward your teen relationally in good times and bad times. I mean, I I think you, you can develop a deeper relationship in bad times. Hmm. I mean, it's just because I, I think conflict is a precursor to change. Mm-hmm. And so if during a conflict, when a child is messed up, that I can continue to move toward them, when they've done everything to push me away and I still move toward them, then they know that there's something deeper than just their behavior. 
Remember, behavior is a visible expression of the invisible issues that you see in a child's life. And so I, I don't care as much about behavior as I do about the condition of their heart. And so I can move toward that child during the time that they're being disciplined as well, instead of pulling away. Because we get this idea that when kids make a mistake, they're really violating us and they're going against us. No, they're adolescents and they're kids. They're supposed to do that. <laughs> That's what they do. And as a parent, you know, we ought to be above that to say, I'm not going to let your actions, good or bad, deter from the relationship that I have with you. You know, I respected my dad. I listened, I obeyed, I did what was needed, but never had a relationship with him. Hmm. And, you know, and I believe there's two things that last in the world, the Word of God and relationships. Mm -hmm. So my point is this, if those are the only two things that last, then I'm going to make sure I'm pouring myself into that. But I'm not going to operate out of fear. I'm going to operate out of love to move towards somebody when, when I have every right to walk the other way. And it's called grace. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful in your life and family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.